everybody, this is Jeremy. Got my good friend Alex here, and we are doing this podcast over the variety and varying different types of podcasts that we listen to and what we get out of it. So Alex and I have known each other for a handful of years now, and we've got several of the same interests, hobbies, and um, you say our outlooks meet and match almost exclusively, almost, I say. Well, apparently he has a topic that we're going to discuss as we get through this that uh, that we're going to debate a little bit. And he hasn't told me about what it is yet. So Alex, speaking of podcasts, and you listen to podcasts quite frequently, right? Yeah, I do, all the time. What uh, what different types of podcasts do you listen to? Uh, I like to listen to a lot of like podcasts about hunting, um, specifically about people's like adventures and journeys, and how that kind of stuff takes place. Maybe how they planned it, or like what were some problems they encountered along the way, and then just them talking about how they got through that kind of problem. Nice, nice. I like to listen to the same as well. I don't listen to as many as Alex does. Um, mine, mine also involve. Pardon the dog. He's getting uh, getting his treat. <clears throat> um, I like to listen to a lot of podcasts involving sports and 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 hunting as well. Primarily hunting, um, migration, waterfowl. We we both love to hunt hunt the waterfowl and ducks and geese. So um, when you listen when you listen to the podcasts, um, what do you what do you typically get out of it? Uh, I like to live like through other people's stories so like you can envision yourself like being in that moment and like thinking about what they had to think and then be like oh i did the same thing or i did something different or you're just like on a long car ride you can just be like oh man it was just really entertaining for like four hours and you know (laughs) it goes really fast but yeah usually i just like to put myself in their shoes and try Mm -hmm. to think like they would maybe you know see what happens yep yep so as as you're going through um i find myself that may may or may not agreeing be being agreeing with or agreeing with what they're discussing, yeah. Um, their viewpoints. Um, do you ever come up on topics that are on edge or controversial or not a popular belief? Oh yeah, all the time. Um, especially the ones that aren't popular. I think anything around hunting can usually be pretty polarizing, uh, depending on kind of where you come from in life and what you've done up to that point. Mm-hmm. Now, like um, viewpoints on on hunting, for instance, like. How we're gonna set decoys or oh, techniques yeah. or oh, yeah. or you, you do this and I'll do that and then yep. we both are wrong and then yep. you know yep. are right. Yeah. <clears throat> um, if you if you've got something that is somewhat interesting, um, but you don't really have a lot of background knowledge, you kind of question it. Mm-hmm. Um, what would be your first stance on that? On so like on the specific topic itself or like. Or on the on a or if I don't know how to do something and then I walk, I'm in that situation mm-hmm. for the first time, uh, usually I just bring everything I have. Bring all bring everything you got to the table. Yep, yep. So if it's like gear related, mm-hmm. and that's kind of like a fault. Um, I'm kind of known as the forty pound man. It's not because I weigh forty pounds, but it's because I bring forty pounds of stuff I don't use. <laughs> <laughs> I can testify to that one. And that's kind of actually where uh, I was going to go with this conversation. Actually, so specifically, the, the question I had that I feel like it's polarizing because you, uh, you hound me for it all the time, especially <laughs> in the spring where snow goose hunting is, uh, 
how many shotgun rounds do you bring with you on a hunt? And you're allowed one number, whatever that number is specifically. I'm gonna argue it's uh, it's probably north of 40. <laughs> <laughs> depends on what kind of hunt we're talking okay, about okay well let's say we're uh let's say we're 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 you know let's say we're going on a teal hunt here since that's coming up soon that's the next most recent one i'm yep. still gonna argue i'm probably gonna bring you know i don't know i might just throw two boxes in my bag but here's the problem you gotta keep in mind is a box of ammo weighs what six seven pounds maybe give or take mm-hmm. what do you think a little less than that three pounds how many three three pounds maybe two and a half Oh, come on. <laughs> come on. They got two ounces of lead shot in the meat, or steel shot in the meat, right? Oh, okay. Well, no, it would be two ounces. It'd be like an ounce and... Uh, and 25 shells in a row. Ounce and a quarter. I mean, yeah, it's probably not much more than three pounds, actually, now that you say that. So, anyways. <laughs> but the main thing is, it adds up. And uh, I've always kind of been guilty of, well, it's like, I don't want to run out. But at what point is, I don't want to run out with, man, this is really heavy. Like, what's the interchange? Like, so a specific number, you gotta, right now, today, Jeremy, you gotta pick a number and you gotta die on that hill. Die on the and hill. you gotta defend it. Die on the hill. I'm gonna say, it. I'm gonna say 30. 30? 30. Just across the board, in any situation, 30. 30 shotgun shells. Knowing how you shoot, you're probably gonna run out. Yeah, well, you know what? <laughs> but I feel like I've also, I mean, the average limit, you know, depending on what you're hunting, let's just say it's six. You know, mm-hmm. Six birds. Six ducks. Six birds. You know, and let's, you know, regardless of geese and everything, like, um, you know, that, that, that puts me like a one to one to five. <laughs> so I'm emptying my gun four times for every one bird I kill. <laughs> but Hey, I know my limitations. I, I have a feeling that you're not going to have a problem killing your six ducks with 30 rounds. But it also means if you, if you don't defend yourself here with a lower number, I mean, you can never make fun of me again. Well, I did. I did take one at one one time. And I think I told you about this one time where I took six shells, mm-hmm. and I went to kill six birds, and it came down to the last minute, and I didn't get it done. Mm. <clears throat> I didn't get it done because I was hurrying that last shot. Um, but uh, on a typical hunt, I'm gonna say at minimal two boxes. Two boxes? That's more than me now. I know. It's 50 I know. rounds. I know. All right. But it's always better to have more than not enough. See, I thought you were going to be the exact opposite. But I guess for all the thousands of listeners we're going to have, I'm not known for bringing 30 <laughs> rounds. I'm usually known for bringing like 150. <laughs> there was a time I brought a half a case one morning, so 125 rounds. And we've, we've been there where we've only taken... 25 to 30 like my yeah. our vests hold what do they yep. hold 30 35 yeah or something this, like that. the spring or the, not the spring the early fall fest mm-hmm. and and we've came closer to running empty than we have filling our limit by that time so um <clears throat> that's not the proudest moment but um yeah, it is what it is. My, I would take, you know, you're going to get varying opinions probably. Mm-hmm. Just as waterfowlers have. Everybody's oh, yeah. varying. And, oh, yeah. But I would say probably lean on the caution of being too much without having, or more than more than enough without having too much. That, so it's like the whole weight to ammo ratio. Yeah, so it's like mm-hmm. that's what you got to keep in mind. Especially the thing you got to keep in mind is like, as soon as you put a box of shells in a bag and bring it into the marsh, that box is just done. Those shells are rusted. Yep. Like, they're yep. done. You dump them in the water. You, you figure you're going to lose five or six and yeah. whatever and fall out of your pockets or drop them in the water. Or, oh, yeah. 
So what about the argument of, you know, getting into the real meat? What if there was a, let's say, six bird limit, but across the board in the state of Iowa, you could only bring eight or ten shells with you? Would you be on board with that? Yes. Why? Why? Yeah. So, so to clarify a little bit, right? So that's like we're talking about only having eight or ten shotgun shells now, as opposed to Jeremy and I both. We just said I take usually take thirty. He usually takes fifty, you know, just in case. But you know, with the six bird limit, you know, let's say you get ten shells now. Mm -hmm. Yep. So, so why are you on board with that? Um, it would make other hunters more selective in your shots, and you're okay. gonna make more shots count. Kind of like when you shoot your over and under. Mm -hmm. You only have two shots, and you know that your two shots are going to count, right? Yeah, exactly right. And in snow goose hunting, when we can have extension magazines, uh, there's times when I don't even have my magazine extension on, and other guys are asking me, why don't you have your extension on? I thought you had that 11-round extension. Well, arguably, I shoot better when I know that I don't have those 11 rounds to burn. So I can, I know that I'm going to hit my targets and I take a little bit more caution and I don't just let the shots fly. So it's not because you're getting close to the end of season, funds are running a little low and you're out of ammo. That happens every, all the time. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, uh, no, it's, it's just from, a you know, that you have to make your shots count, you mm -hmm. know, that they're either in range or they're pushing it and you only have a few rounds. So you're not going to take those iffy shots and yeah. And you're not going to dump that third round when that bird is way out there yep. and, and try to scratch out a, a low percentage shot. And, and uh, yeah, so that's kind of my stance on it. I would, I, there are duck clubs that have that. Yeah. They, they say you can only bring 10 or 15 rounds or whatever. And that's what it is. And that's kind of for that same purpose is so that way they're not, over-educating the ducks and flaring them for other hunters and mm -hmm. you know, other hunters are using the same marsh or wetland or whatever. And, and uh, so, yeah, I would vote yes if there was a 10-round 10, 10 limit. Let's take 10 rounds and see what we can make happen and focus on perfection. Save, yeah, save a lot of money, I can tell you mm -hmm. that right now. So it would be, it'd actually be really fun to go back and forth and, have you, me, and Trevor, and Jim, and we go and select our shots, and we get a flock in, and say Trevor shoots, and the rest of us come up after he shoots, and try to take up, you know, a couple birds here and there, and we're not just jumping up and shooting the flock, and all shooting the same birds and burning our ammo. Yeah, yeah. It'd be, it, we've had that up in Canada um, yeah. a couple times, and I think that's another thing that people got to take into account here. It's like burning ammo. So let's say you got, just like kind of put a mindset to it. Let's say you have. You know, let's make it really easy. Let's say you have 10 guys, which is a lot, but from an ammo perspective, it's going to be easier to do the math. Let's say everybody burns 33 shells each. That's the limit, as many as you can have in your gun most of the year. That's 30 rounds. Okay, that's just over a box of ammo. We don't buy cheap stuff for the most part. So when you think about it, I mean, that's like, you know, what, $15, $16 just mm -hmm. evaporated. Now you do that 10 times a day. Now all of a sudden you're talking about burning $150 as a group in ammo just for a morning hunt. Mm -hmm. So like, you know, and that's just cause you know, usually, you know, you get enough birds in and you keep, you, you know, three rounds go fast. I mean, that's like what, two seconds, you know, two, meant, two like seconds, if you break yeah. it down the situation, it's like, when you think about it, it's like two seconds, you know, first bird and then bang, bang, you know, and then, uh, you know, that's, you know, that's what it, you get. It goes 
really quick and yeah. it seems it doesn't seem like it at the time but all of a sudden you're out yeah. and you've either got birds on the water if you did your job or you're sitting there looking at are you sitting in a field Water in South Dakota full. near Yankton with a brand new dog and no dead birds and a truck full of guys laughing at the, you? <laughs> and the dog looking at you like, what in the, did you just do? Well, you didn't do nothing. That's <laughs> oh, shoot. Well, we could go on, on and on about the, about the stories and, and debating. Um, um. What um, when you when you do get a when you do get a podcast mm-hmm. that you may not agree with, um, what do you do to either validate or invalidate the podcast information? So a big thing that I like to do is I like to fact check. So if I disagree with something, which is actually most things, I try to do like a little bit of independent research on my own, just to be like, a does it kind of pass my BS filter? Like, <laughs> does that does that squeak by or no? And you know, if it, if it if it gets by, it's like okay, I mean that's reasonable. But if it's not reasonable, it's like well, all right, now I need to like figure out okay, well who do I who else do I trust from? If I'm already listening to this podcast, it's like I gotta find a trusted resource. If it's hunting, a lot of times you know it's like probably a government agency. I feel like you know if somebody's on a podcast and it's like you can do this, nobody else is doing it. And it's like well maybe because it's not legal, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Might be a reason behind yeah. that. So if I, you know, if I disagree with something, I usually, you know, try to fact check it by whatever means uh, I have at my disposal. Perfect, perfect. Well, one of the topics was, and I may botch the the title of it, but it was about one of the topics that we had in here in class was how podcasts can make you more intelligent, mm-hmm. and that kind of falls right in the line with with how. Uh, kind of that target is the mm-hmm. podcast initiate further investigation and and research and and uh processing your how your mind works and developing the argument and and stuff like that so um i can tell from my experience and when i don't agree with something yeah that's the first thing i do google type it in or um or i'll ask somebody else's opinion and say What's your stance on this? You know, mm-hmm. and try to develop other people's opinion that might have information or knowledge on the topic, or not necessarily about hunting, but about anything for that matter. Um, and it might turn into a mini debate and further questioning and and whatnot. That's kind of kind of the approach that I would take on that. Um, so from you went to Iowa State. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, did you have any podcasts dealing with your education that you had to listen to or, or anything of that nature? Um, yeah, I mean, so that was a few years ago already, so podcasts weren't like super prevalent at the time. There was one guy that we listened to um, that would talk about like engineering stuff and like trying to how to like focus on the mindset of like, you know, just getting through mm-hmm. all the years of it. Um, <laughs> But that was probably about really the only one that focused on my schooling at the time. I probably listened to. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Um, do you see the? Do you see that benefit of of introducing or utilizing podcasts and you know, for varying topic topics? You know, not even necessarily for college degrees, but um, you know, high school through 
secondary, mm-hmm. and middle school, and even even down into the lower elementary school. <clears throat> Do you see that benefit uh, to to have those those students? Yeah, I would, I would say one hundred percent, and I think probably the reason why is going to be. Uh, pretty straightforward to me it's uh, it's a lot easier to hear somebody describe something you can get like some nuances from the like the way they talk and how they talk mm-hmm. whereas just reading something in a book is not going to get you that same level of uh engagement or detail like you're just not going to retain like, mm-hmm. the same things reading something as you would be somebody saying something right because you know somebody can physically say something like you know with emphasis and low points and high points and mm-hmm. energy you know stuff like that so i think you know super valuable from an educational standpoint perfect Perfect. Um, you know, and that—that's something that, in one of our in one of our discussion posts, is you know, it came up came up as um, the. Now I'm drawing a blank. The where the words come up on the bottom of the screen. Oh, uh, CC. Uh, yeah. Carbon, not carbon copy. Uh, <laughs> We're both drawing a blank. Yeah. Uh, what's that called? Uh, Subtitles, but yep. like, what's that? The subtitles. I forget what that's actually, I don't um, know what CC stands for. I'm going to go Google it. <laughs> Google it, Google it. Oh, man. Um, yeah, the subtitles and the, the screen, screen capture. Teleprompter, yeah. no, whatever you want to call yep, it. Yep, whatever it is. Anyway, um, how that that allows them to, to follow along and, and the benefit of in, in actually increasing their literacy skills and mm-hmm. being able to comprehend and all that other stuff. And, and little did I think that, you know, my, my son also being in the bilingual program at the elementary school here in Marshalltown was, is he, he utilizes not podcasts for instance, but that reading along with the, the subtitles. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but that's, you know, that's one thing that I've thought about, uh, not necessarily applying to our profession necessarily, but um, in an education and and further learning for, for students is the benefit of that. That's that's huge. I can relate to that as far as as far as that goes. But the podcast itself um, for the for the further understanding, developing an argument and uh, the conversational conversational uh, situational type atmosphere where they can develop those those skills to be able to have that debate mm-hmm. like we just had yep, yep, um yep. and um yeah it's 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 good to good to be exposed to that so have you have you ever considered doing your own pod, podcast on any given topic i thought it would be fun never like maybe never seriously um i tend to seek out the ones i want to listen to just because i like them I think I've always had this like, a, like this ideal image would be like it'd be super cool to be like a guest on a podcast that I already like. Oh, imagine but, that! Imagine that. <laughs> but I don't, I don't know if I'd ever have my own, just from uh, uh, just one more thing to do. But I really enjoy them. And actually, to be entirely honest, a lot of times if it's a really good podcast, you feel like you're in the room anyways. Mm-hmm. So, you know, yeah, I'm gonna take credit for that. That's you know, <laughs> <laughs> pat on the back. Oh shoot! Well. Not to break the ice too much, but oh. that's that's something that I've kind of thought about. So, um, as you know, and I think I might have mentioned something or other in one of the discussion posts about uh, guiding snow goose hunts, but we may end up uh, doing a couple podcasts leading up to maybe throughout the season, uh, kind of with an update and kind of a central basis to keep followers and clients up to date on our activities our thought process predictions um 
status of the upcoming snow goose season because mm-hmm. specifically we guide snow goose hunts and and that occurs in the spring and in hopes to not that we need any help with uh, getting more clients but it might help pull better experience new, yeah new and, clients yeah that too and i think i think people would find that this would be a mm-hmm. better option you know they'd probably enjoy it more i mean that's free content for them yeah right yeah they'd probably be like hey these buddies i gotta hunt with check this out you know, yeah you know, who knows so It'd be great engaging yeah. and and um and we can tell them of the stories that we and bloopers oh, oh yeah bloopers <laughs> <laughs> we could relate all too much to those those happen oh yeah, oh, yeah. the more you do something the more bloopers you're gonna have you know um and the successes and failures and struggles and, yeah no yeah and, highlight on the failures yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well good deal good deal well thank you to everybody who's listened to this this long i'm not sure exactly how far we've gone 20 well we had a six minute time limit and we're at 21 minutes so Thanks for everybody that's listened this far and and we'll talk to you in class and have a good day.